The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. We're glad you found us. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Empower yourself and get inspired to build the life of your dreams. Welcome to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Peace every day. Peace defined as wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality. Now, I want you to just imagine, just imagine you in this life of peace, whole, complete, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality in that space. That's your space. You belong there. That is your space. I'm here to tell you that, yes, it is possible for you to live a a life of peace every day. Yes, you can have everyday peace. And yes, most definitely, you deserve peace every day. And we work together on this show to bring you the topics and the guests to partner with you as you create your life of peace every day. And guess what, guys? Today is no exception. I'm super excited about our guest today, who's Shannon Bobo, and I'll tell you all about her in just a moment, When I, uh, right after I tell you about the free things that are available to you for being an everyday peacemaker. You know, the one way that we can grow our external physical world is to expand our consciousness, to become more aware of who we truly are from the inside out. And a great way to do that is to enroll in one of the courses offered at the Institute for Leadership and Lifelong Learning. They have free courses, absolutely free. You heard me, free courses available to you. So check them out. The Institute for Leadership and Lifelong Learning. It's online university. Yours truly, Dr. Drayvon James teaches a course on there, but there are many other courses outside of mine. So take a look around there and expand your internal world so it will flow over into your external world. Secondly, five ways to discover your passion. Wouldn't your life be amazing if you were doing your passion, living in your passion? I meet people every day in my coaching business who are not even really aware of what they're passionate about. That's not going to be you. After you take this free uh, course, absolutely free, it's for it's everyday peace offered by me, and it's five ways to discover your passion. And you can enroll in that course simply by emailing DrayvonJames at gmail.com to get your free link to enroll in five ways to discover your passion. So that's some of the free stuff that's going on in the world of everyday peacemakers today. I'm super excited for our guest today, Shannon Bobo, who is an actress, a comedian, a paid ambassador, ambassador, all around terrific person. She is the host of the soon to be national at home with Shannon Bobo show. I'm excited to have her here with us today. She's also an LA-based casting agent, but now something tr- tremendous happened in her life and which kind of connected us is that during the COVID-19, she discovered a new passion. That is, she became passionate about casting people in the most important role of their life. Can you imagine? living the life, living your life of authenticity. Welcome to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James, Shannon. 
Yes, thank you so much for having me. I'm um, humbled by that introduction. It's so beautiful. Thank you. Oh, it's <laughs> it was all really good to be on. Yes, it's it's, it's yes. all is very very deserving. You have you play so many different roles in your life, and today I, I want to say we're focusing a lot today on forgiveness. And yes. on my social media posts, I. I posted, um, and I don't have it right in front of me, but I believe that forgiveness is a superpower. It is yes, a superpower. It, it can change your life. It is a game changer. If you're holding that tool of forgiveness in your tool chest and you have not yet unleashed the power of forgiveness, please, by the end of the show, you're going to be convinced to exercise another superpower and watch your life change. And Shannon, uh, we we're talking about forgiveness today because you work a lot with forgiveness. So before we get into all of that, let's just do an introduction. Tell people a little bit about who you are, where you've been, and how you became the powerhouse that you are today. Well, um, I did move to. I'm originally from Chicago, believe it or not, and so am I. I moved really. Wow. South I, side. I, um, south side. Yeah, I'm from Evanston and the South Side. Like parents were split. <laughs> Spent half the time south side, the other half in Evanston. And I moved out to Los Angeles um, uh, like about almost knocking on 20 years ago. It's been 18 years since I moved here. And I just, um, the first thing I did was I started working at a talent agency. And because I really wanted to learn the business. And I was, honestly, I was stuck and I was afraid. And I was buying into that notion that you have to, that I I just assumed that I was going to be bro- broken poor because I was an artist. So I um, I basically hustled. I always had like five or six jobs. That's why I have all those different titles. And I believe me, I do all of those. <laughs> so um, I helped myself back because I was playing small for the longest time. And I just stayed as a casting assistant for many years. I've been casting since 2007. And I stayed as an assistant for many years because I just said, I'm an actor. I'm an artist. You know, so I kept myself small getting that assistant rate. And then the last few years, a couple of people say, hey, you know all the talent in town. Like, why don't you just cast it? I'll try to pitch it off to somebody who I was working for. They're like, but you know everybody. Why don't you get this coin? <laughs> like, you get more money if you... So I, I just opened myself up to that, and I was denying casting for the longest time because I wanted to be known as an artist. I was like, I'm an artist first. And when I finally just accepted and stopped playing small, I um, realized that not only can I help um, probably cast myself in roles, um, but all my friends, and I don't have to play small anymore. And it, and it, and um, not deny the um, the work that I have cultivated for so many years. Like I've I've worked as, as in casting for many many years, and for me to deny that, so like I don't want to be known as casting. And I'm like, but I am casting, and I'm good at it, and I love artists and that's what sets me apart from probably a lot of different casting directors is that I actually really do love artists because I I'm not far removed from it so I know what artists go through I know about the audition process and you know um, how it feels to be um, um, objectified sometimes and so I'm like why would I deny that why would I deny that to um, how I've been helping so many people and just expand on it. And I was like, you know, like that's just an, another aspect of what I've always been up to naturally. And, um, and and I have a few people, a few artists, they said when they see me, they know they're going to book a job. They're like, they look at me, they're like, oh, I know I got this. Or they're like, you're my good luck charm. 
And I was like, that's really kind of them to say that. And it's because um, like putting people at ease and knowing that it's, it's a um, part of the process, part of your work. Um, the, end in my, the end goal is to be on set. And I always tell them, I said, just think of all the, the best parts about being on set. It's going to be a lot different now <laughs> because of COVID. But just right. like the, the process of being on set, like the make, you remember, because you've done The Wire. You've, you've been on yeah. a lot of shows. I specialize yeah. in commercials and PSAs and web series. So, right. And like I live on East Coast. I'm just from the East Coast. Would love to live in the West Coast. So you just keep in mind. This is a shameless plug. <laughs> we'll do, but we'll but uh, everything's virtual but, now anyway. So you never know. Right. But I will just tell you that there, you know, a lot of a lot of the work we do here is a lot of PSA work and things of that nature. And you're right. And it, it is it is refreshing to have someone in casting who is still a working artist, so that you feel the heart of the working artist, right? It's yeah. not all just because when you sit and I'm speaking probably for every artist that's out there, when you get up there and you do your craft, it's not business. Like this is, I'm totally vulnerable here. This is my craft. This is what I do. So, mm-hmm. right? so mm-hmm. you know, when, when, but we all have to wear so many different hats. So when you get in that space and you're in that audition place, it's like, this is, this is me giving you my soul. Right. right. And I think the humanity of that sometimes gets goes missing because people forget that, you know, all the things that it took for an artist to get there. You know, like they had yeah. to, first of all, like, and I understand why artists think that it's about them when they get there. Like, I get why they think that because it's like, because you're in your head. Am I wearing the right thing? I saw the description, but it's this. Um, but one of and I'm going to have this director on on Thursday on um, at home with Shannon Bobo. He's a commercial director. He said the best thing that I ever heard a director say. He said, when you book a job, it's 100 percent because of you. And when you don't book a job, it's 100 percent not because of you. So he just basically said when it was yours, <laughs> it was always yours. And when it's not yours, do not take it personal. He said, because it's, it's part of a, a puzzle piece, and if you fit the puzzle. And so it, it's like making people aware that there's so many different aspects of what's going on besides you. So it's like when, the minute that you get it, that, that you're just part of a, a collective whole that's making this project go, that you can kind of gain a different um, perspective of it. So, it, you know, with all the inner work, the spiritual work, we're very similar in that way. Um, yeah. All the inner work that I've done, I was just like, you know, all this time, I think there's got to be a reason why I'm not working in front of the camera as much. And I was like, oh, all that time I've been helping people learn how to be their authentic self and like learn how to um, just be proud of who they are and and just you know like that's the most important role you'll ever have is the you of all you like who you are and your being like how uh, we're especially during COVID time like we're really getting to know who people are truly based on how they're reacting and and behaving as a result of this because some things are coming out with people Right. And the, thing, so, the thing that I really love too about COVID, you kind of hit the head on the head, the nail on the head, is that mm-hmm. we're also really, if if we're being totally honest, we're really starting to uncover some of that shadow behavior in ourselves, right? and yes. we're starting to realize like, oh yeah, that's why I keep attracting this in my life, and until mm-hmm. I deal with this part of me, then once I step out of this situation, I'm gonna go right back into it again. And so, you know, my mother used to say we were coming up to you know one. 
if, if you pass this test and I was, you know, went really far in school, but I was not a lover of tests. And I was like, ah, I'm not passing it. I'm just, you know, I, I don't want to hear anything about tests, you know, so, but it's, it's true. It's, you know, it's another way of saying it is that once you realize, uncover these shadow behaviors in yourself, then you can move on from that. You don't have to keep yeah. bringing that into your life anymore. And hopefully, hopefully, I know through the work that you do, I love your program. I watch a lot and I probably watch a lot more than what I should. I'm like, oh, I'll watch that again. I'll watch that again. <laughs> but um, mm. you do some wonderful work with helping people to really see into themselves, you know? And I yeah. think once you do that kind of work, you know, that showing up as your authentic self and loving your authentic self, then you can really move to different levels of greatness. You also said something else I want to go back to that I thought was really important. And I want our everyday peacemakers to hear this and really get this. When you stop playing small, and for some people mm. that sounds like playing it safe, you know, but when you stop playing it small, playing small, that's when you were able to reach your authentic self. But not only that, that's when you were able to help so many other people. That's when people were able to say, Shannon, you're my good luck charm. I see you sitting across that table. I know you're, you know, not that you're biased, but you just carry, you carry that energy that says that yeah. I can, you showed up today authentic. I can show up today as my authentic self. There mm-hmm. is, when we, when we play small, and I, and I know you'll probably agree with this, when we play small in our life, not only do we diminish our greatness but we diminish the opportunities for other people to show up as great as well yes 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 i i learned something um new this week this past like couple weeks and whenever i learn something new that is just something so good to chew on i'd love to share it um i had a friend i was having an experience with someone because you know i am still human as as spiritual as we are we're still very human and um I was having a challenge with the person. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm just not used to having a challenge with the person. And then a friend who um, practices this thing that I've never heard of before is this um, consciousness clearing. And um, she said, oh, why don't you ask their, the entities that's attached, attached to them that like you to show up and, and deal with you? And I was like, oh, I like that. <laughs> like just the, the aspects of whatever it is about that person that likes me, let's let that person show up. And then um, whatever doesn't like you, uh, whatever they're, um, whatever it is that comes up for them that don't like you, just send whatever energy that is out to go and get you some money. I was like, I love that. I'm with that. <laughs> so, yeah, I like that. I, I like that. Yeah, I like that. It's, it's, it's definitely a little bit um, it's something new and different, but it's, it just it just helps to um, – like learn how to work with different people and and their their experience of you has nothing to really do with you it has to do with something that's coming up for them and then how i how i experience it has everything to do with me so i'm just like okay i'm just going to see you i'm going to see you as whole and i'm going to see you oh my goodness, I'm, I'm i love gonna, it i love it i'm going to see you as a whole person and i'm going to have compassion for you there's clearly something that's moving through you that has nothing to do with me and then whatever aspect of you that likes me let's let that have show up because like at some point you like me and that's why we're in this situation <laughs> so yeah. uh, anyway like that, that, lead, that leads us so perfectly into talking about forgiveness and i, I love that forget- you know i'm going to mm-hmm. connect with the parts of you that like me but you, you hinted on something just a moment ago, which is something that I am evolving to on a more regular basis. I believe we all go in and out of consciousness all day long. Like sometimes we're so mm-hmm. and we're right on. And then the other 
times, you know, where I'll speak for myself, I'm so asleep with my eyes open and my mouth moving that I'm like, how did I just miss that? How did I just make that statement or, or, or let that slip out or what have you? But when we're super conscious and when I'm super conscious, what I can see is when I do get in those energies with people that it's not clicking, I realize it's really because it's resonating with some part of me. That mm-hmm. I have not made peace with yet. So you know, you'll yeah. get saying, you're like, oh man, why? You know, you know, why am I not clicking with this person? And then it's really nothing to do with the other person. It's Draymond. Mm-hmm. Get in there and do some more inner work. And be, you know, you're not gonna love everybody that you come. You can love them, but you're There's not gonna full responsibility for you right. for our own yeah. experience. So yes. that's why I like that question. My um, LA mom, she's a spiritual leader, minister. She runs Guidance Spiritual Center. Um, it's like an offset. It's like agape similar. And okay. she, always, she always has me, whenever I have anything um, that I'm experiencing with someone that doesn't feel comfortable, she always says, um, you know, ask them, what is, it, what is it about me that has you behave that way? Or what is it about me? Like she, she just puts it, the way she phrases the question is like putting the question back into the person who's experiencing that. I hope that makes sense. But it's like it does. It, it puts it all back in your corner, like so you, so that you can understand that everything that you're experiencing has to do with you and your perspective, and sometimes little or nothing to do with the other person. And sometimes people are just like, for lack of a better term, sometimes people are just raggedy. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, yes, like they just yeah. are. They just are, right. and it's just it's just part of it. It's, it's part of it. So. Again, like just just focusing on that forgiveness aspect, it, it's something that I realized that I have to do almost on such a regular basis. And the most important person that I'm constantly forgiving is myself. I'm always like, like for example, jogging back to me playing small and me not thinking that I'm good enough to cast projects. And I've worked for a lot of people who are very intelligent and wise and smart. Then I've worked for some people who I don't believe they can tie their own shoes. And I'm like, so why am I playing small when I could possibly do this work too? I'm smart. I'm a college graduate, highly intelligent. I can have like a former sentence, like, you know, just, um, just playing small. So I have to forgive myself for thinking that um, I couldn't do the work and I didn't deserve to be doing the work. And I have to really really forgive myself for playing small for all this time. And then I've also forgiven people, um, which which brings me to um, some of the uh, um, advocacy work I do. I had to forgive, because I'm a survivor of sexual abuse, and so I had to forgive um, anyone who's ever hurt me in that way. And it's not because they're... Not because I got an apology or anything like that, but just because it was it was setting me free. I was like, you don't know what um, I'm not, they're not responsible for my healing. I am, you know, and so I, I did it, it, um, and sometimes people just don't get it. Cause I remember sometimes I'll be in a group with other survivors and they're like, they'll want to burn a person to hell. Like they're angry. They're upset. I even read this book. Um, uh, extra, Cause I didn't, I couldn't read the entire book to be honest, but I read, I'm not going to say the name of the book either, but it's an excerpt from the book. Cause I'm not going to say anything positive about it. So I don't, but it basically said um, F forgiveness. And I was like, Oh, I, I can't eat. That does not resonate with me and my consciousness. And where I'm at like, um, you know, like regardless of what your spiritual spirituality is or your background is Jesus, I reckon him, I, I recognize him as a brother and like a um, whatever whatever 
background anyone has, I think this is universal. He was about love and he was about forgiveness. And I'm like, and, and so many different aspects of the world that um, practices peace, it always begins with being forgiving, being forgiving and, and loving. And even if the person isn't sorry, because that's the thing, that's a distinction. It has nothing to do with the other person. It's a gift that you get to yourself. Like you're literally allowing that space that that hurt that um, that feeling tone of just like just releasing the the attachment to it and and you know and it's perfect that tonight is a full moon and and so full moon third and fourth or I think second and third of August but and it's a full moon is we're in um, and it's a full moon is in Aquarius and there's so much going on in the planet but it's just like the most ultimate with everything going on because it's like heightened emotions and heightened because no one knows what's going on with our um, current conditions but it's a it's the perfect time to just practice truly forgiving ourselves and each other as much as possible and giving so many people a lot of rope like i'm like yeah, just I love give them a lot of rope give them space because it's it's, it's like I, I feel like everybody kind of gets a pass right now not, yeah. They have to be responsible for whatever choices they make. I'm not saying that. And that's another thing about forgiveness. Like, I had a, um, a couple of people say, well, that means you let it go. No, 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 no. No, it means that they take full responsibility for their behavior. They have to be responsible. That means that I'm no longer um, um, attached to, like, just that grip of, 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 of anger and, and, and um, anxiety and all those things that don't feel so good. I'm like, yeah. I need to do that for me. It is so important. You you touched on something that was really, really big. You know, I, I talk when I, I do this thing called talk the topic. And so leading up to my guests coming on, anybody who will listen to me or, or get, you know, nowadays within six feet of me, <laughs> I will um, start asking about my, you know, tell them about my show and tell them about my fabulous guests that's coming up. And you hit on an exact question that I have on my cue card here, which someone asked me, how do you forgive someone who has not asked for forgiveness? Mm. And um, mm-hmm. just speak to that for a second. I, I I heard your answer in there, but just in case that mm-hmm. person is listening, I really want them to hear that. How do you forgive someone who has not asked for forgiveness? It's, it's something that we have to be willing to um, accept that they're not probably ever going to apologize or acknowledge any wrongdoing. And, and it's for ourselves. It really is the best gift we can ever give ourselves. It releases us from the hold and the attachment to whatever that situation is or occurrence is. And it allows us the space for us to release it and let it go so that we can move on to different aspects. And I find that um, once I forgive people, like um, even if they're not a sorry, somehow I'll end up, they'll come back and apologize and and. Sometimes it's not even like a, a straight apology. Sometimes it's in a form of, um, like, I've had money randomly sent to me. I was like, oh, okay. Like, I, <laughs> like or like just donating to a cause that I was supporting. I was like, oh, you, you, you did. So it comes in different ways because that's, that's their path. Most of the time people are well aware of their um, behavior and they're not ready to face the music. And we're also dealing with a lot of, um, I call them sleepwalkers. They're just they're they're functioning. They're doing their thing, but they're just they're just something else is taking over where they've lost their humanity, and um, they they operate as if they're the only person that exists, 
and we just have to um, keep it stepping, basically. But I think that's that's just for me. That's what's worked for me. It's like even if they're not sorry, like that's the greatest gift you could ever give anyone is the um, the gift of an uh, um, forgiveness without even asking for an apology. Right. And also the greatest gift you can give yourself is is to let it go, to forgive. And, I, and there is a, I'm doing a, I do a lot of research on forgiveness because that's the book that I'm working on right now. And there's something that I came across a couple of years ago, but I keep this in my mind always is that forgiveness really means that to give something in exchange for something else. So you can say I give up lingering mm. in, in, in the prison of unforgiveness. I give that up in exchange for happiness, in exchange for joy, in exchange for why should I keep letting you take up real estate in my heart, in my mind? Oh, there you it's go. Poison, <laughs> right? And I'll, 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 I'll exchange that for, and I'll open up this green pasture for something that comes in and fills this space with loveliness. So really think of, you know, when you hold on to forgiveness, and there was something else years and years ago, uh, someone told me, maybe it was my sister or somebody, but someone said to me, you know, Unforgiveness is like drinking poison and expecting someone else to die. Yes. Like, you know, exactly. I'll drink yes. another gallon of that, please. Right? That's a perfect, <laughs> you know, that's what it is. It's like yeah. you get to sit in your own stuff, basically. Because in the meantime, you're like, I'm not forgiving them. Like, let it go. Like, I'm so angry. And I'm like, meanwhile, they're, they're not thinking about you. They're hopping on in their life. They're doing things. They don't care. And it's like... Right. Um, Another quote I love is, forgiveness is a fragrance that the violet sheds on the hill that has crushed it. I think that's so beautiful. It's by Mark Twain. It's a fragrance that the violet sheds. It's like, there's so many rebels. It's like, "Mm, there you go. Like, I see you. And and whatever thought, again, I'm always sensitive about what people's spirituality is, but whatever love is, whatever you rule by, um, we we know that we it's being known. They, they'll have to face themselves at one point, but it's like the um, the attachment that we have when we let go by forgiving people is just released. And it's like okay, like and it, it's been times like I remember because um, you know I'm, I'm also writing a book. I, I'm not a writer, so this is really interesting for me to be writing a book. I'm writing a book on forgiveness. Oh, we're going to come right back for these messages. We're going to hear about Shannon Bobo's book on forgiveness. We're talking about forgiveness. We're talking about a lot of stuff that's going to help you create the life of peace that you're looking for back after this commercial break. Practical spirituality. Positive messages. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Create and build the life of your dreams. Welcome back to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Welcome back to Everyday Peace. I'm your host, Dr. Drayvon James. We have the wonderful Shannon Bobo here with us today, host of the soon-to-be national At Home with Shannon Bobo show. And we were just before the break, we are talking about, uh, you know, things that are happening with unforgiveness. And we mentioned that... uh, 
Shannon was the ambassador for the PAVE program, which stands for Promoting Awareness, Victim Empowerment. Can you talk to us a little bit about what that, what your program does and how you're reaching out and helping people to discover their authentic self through that program as well? Yes, absolutely. Like Promoting Awareness, Victim Empowerment, or PAVE, is an organization that supports um, survivors of sexual assault and trauma. And um, we... We like to, there's so many different programs that this organization have, including going into schools and colleges and uh, so high schools and grade schools even to teach people what consent is and what does it mean and, and what information. There's a couple of other amazing organizations that, um, that help people who are survivors of sexual assault and abuse. And one thing that we talked about over the break was there's a rise of abuse and um, domestic violence, sexual assault, abuse, um, you know, all different things. Like I was, I am a survivor of sexual assault as a, as a kid, as a little girl. Um, and it happened a few times. And so when I talk about forgiveness, it's not something that can be done lightly. Like where if you're still in a situation where you're being abused by the person um, that we need to get out of there and they absolutely need to um, be responsible for their behavior and, and, you know, face the music to it. So that's not what I mean by forgiveness. I wanted to make sure I have that distinction. This is just like after um, therapy I've done, it's not just some easy gloss over things. I just want to always make sure I say that. And there's, um, again, we were just talking about how in COVID, um, during these times, there's, we're going to have a lot more things going on aside from this economic um, devastation that we're experiencing. And, um, but, you know, there's rise of sexual assault and abuse in the homes, and it's just so devastating. So um, PAVE is a great organization that has um, access to many different resources for people to get help and to um, get some sort of relief from if they're experiencing this right now. So the forgiveness part, and it, um, you know, because we have a lot of adults walking around who were survivors of um, traumas as kids. And so that's what I mean, like uh, just getting therapy, getting help, speaking to someone, um, doing all that self-help and conscious work, all that work that we've been doing. And then coming to, like I, I would say, forgiveness is high on the totem pole, and it is incredibly difficult to get to that. It, it, it can be, at least. It hasn't been for me because I just, um, I just, it just felt so good when I just released it. I was like, you know, this person is obviously sick. And, like, whoever does that to a child or um, abusing anyone is obviously has some some sort of sickness. So, and that's why it became easier for me to forgive in that way. And, um, yeah. It's just so, it, I, I just want, I don't want people to think it's just, like, such a, um, like, especially if they're currently in that situation. Like, I, I just rather for them to make sure that they have, there's resources out there that can help them get out of it. Right. And I think that's really important mm-hmm. to say, too, that even you know, I was mentioning during the break that I've done some reading that talks about, you know, uh, people who are living in households where this is happening to them. Assault. Uh, this COVID-19 has made their situation a 
bit more challenging because uh, maybe the offender is in the house more. But there are organizations, many of them that are still open their doors and are taking in people's mm-hmm. things if you are suffering in that way. You know, forgiveness is important. Yes, we, as Shannon said, we don't want to say that it isn't. It definitely is. But safety is first. And then we, we work on things in order, getting you to a safe uh, place is Absolutely. So sometimes we, um, because I'm very mindful of that, because there's there's oftentimes in, in, um, like, conscious thinking, sometimes it can be, like, more of a spiritual bypass, like, just what about what is. I'm I'm very acknowledging the the thing that's happening. And that's, and I kind of want to glance over a meditation that I I began, um, I began doing as a result of, um, of COVID-19 along with my husband and and they're now our soul family. It's people that we've met on Zoom and it came through business leaders, conscious leaders, all sorts of people. It's about 20 people on average a day and we literally do this thing called heart math meditation. And um, uh, the technique, it's a a skill that's taught and it really, it literally is heart math. Like it's like your heart and then math, <laughs> like just the mathematics or arithmetic, um, and it's, you can go to heartmath.org for more information about it, but it literally puts you in a space of being in your heart, like getting in the space of your heart, and um, it's just like doing deep breaths, and it's something that they're, they've been teaching to first responders, because they have heightened um, everything when they're responding to, again, domestic violence or something, like something that's going on. It's like like none other. So they teach the skill to first responders in order to get them in the space of their heart versus just being reactive. And one technique, um, without going too far in it, is, is called freeze frame. So it's just like acknowledging that there's a problem and just like not pretending like it doesn't exist, but just like acknowledging that there's a problem, but just getting your heart in the space of, um, of, the, of the space of what brings you, um, like thinking of somebody that you love or something that brings you joy or brings you peace. But you're still saying, I know this thing exists, but let me drop down into my heart. Um, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot um, easier to explain if we're, um, as we're practicing it along a group, so, but that's kind of like a flash explanation of it. It's just being in the space of your heart, regardless of what's going on. And so not doing that spiritual bypassing where we're pretending like, oh no, this person just abused me and I'm just going to forgive them and let it go. It's nothing like that at all. It's just like acknowledging that, um, that there was a, that there was a thing that happened there and, and dealing with the consequences of it. But what are you left with? So it's like just like really truly dealing because it's like they've gone on, they've done their thing already. And what are you left with so you can move on and so that you can have um, the life that you deserve? And it's like, and and, you bring up a very good point of not glossing over this because a lot of times we want to move straight into solution when we Mm -hmm. have not yet allowed the emotions, right? And that may seem to work, you know, we're talking about forgiveness today, that may seem to work on the surface and you may, you know, get some relief from it. But understand mm-hmm. that until you allow yourself to feel the emotions and th- that those emotions are st- going to be sitting there. I used to, I used to say when, exactly. 
I used to say, you know what, I've buried these things alive, and as long as they're buried, I'll be okay. Let me tell you, if anyone's is practicing them, that's very, very dangerous because there's toxic fumes coming up from those emotions, right? Mm-hmm. So what, what you want to do is you want to let, you know, those emotions want to flow through you and you keep them in the body, keep them out of the head. It means that you don't go make up your own stories around them. You just will acknowledge that I, I feel pain. And this pain is associated with this act that happened, whatever that is. Exactly. Let that flow through you, right? And then you get to solution. But don't go through, don't go to it happens straight to solution because you haven't let that emotion go through you. That means it's stuck in the body. So you really mm-hmm. want to be in that place of letting that go and letting it flow you know, through. You to, to be completely honest with you, this is the beauty of what's happening right now on our planet. It's like for the first time, we're actually being forced to sit with stuff. We're not just we're not just like pretending like it didn't happen. Um, this this COVID is actually one of our greatest gifts right now, and I'm so sad. And I, I'm like I've I've known the people who've passed away from it, and I know a few people who are ill from it right now. Who are and I know some people who are economically suffering from it. But it's like I always believe um, Dr. Claire Ma Mosley, the woman I told you about Guidance Church. She says there's always a gift in all things. And then I believe the gift at this time is that we're able to sit with things for the first time. So we can't just gloss over it. Um, all the different topics that's come up from um, Black Lives Matter to now there's, um, speaking of all these survivors, like now we're um, kids too, like speaking on, um, like protecting our children. So there's, you know, so we, we can't just bypass on things anymore. Like we're, all this stuff is coming up so it can be, um, so that, so that we can come with solutions, but we have to first acknowledge that it exists. So it's like um, one of our one of our leaders in our heart math um, meditations. One day we call him. Um, he, he's a lieutenant. Um, his name is Sergeant. I think he's either a lieutenant or a sergeant. But his name is um, Ed, and he said that when you ignore a problem it becomes almost like a baby that's like screaming and yelling and needs attention. Like if you don't give it attention, it will make sure it gets attention. And that's what's happened now with, um, we see it with Black Lives Matter. It's like, okay, you won't listen? Now we're exploding and now we have to deal with it. It's in our face and it's, it's here to stay until we eradicate it. So those are, that's the beauty of this time is that things that have like, our, like parts of our system that does not work we're finally facing it and we're so it's going to get eradicated and fixed and so that's the beauty in this time so so the place of mm -hmm, and and the place of forgiveness is um where we're that's like reaching a whole nother level because people are not ready that's why i'm real sensitive about when i even bring it up and like it's not something that just can be glanced over like you have to like really work your way through it this is like this is me. Um, this is just me realizing that every time I would a similar situation, I'm like, okay, there's one common denominator here, and it's me. So, I'm like, what is it? What lesson do, am I continuously needing to learn here? And then I just realized like, it's just something that I have to realize that I am worthy, and I don't deserve this type of behavior. And I forgive the person because they're just mirroring. Me and and I'm very distinct when I say that because I don't mean a person who um, is sexually abusing a child. I don't mean that at all. Like that's completely different. But it's me kind of like facing 
that experience of that and just like um and i'd be very adamant about the advocacy work that i do to help other people who are um survivors um and i've been doing like little talks for pave on our instagram live and we've been speaking with a few people on it and one of the ladies who i interviewed who's also a survivor she just said we it's like what cape that we wear like we just look at it as, as our badge of honor like it's not um, is nothing to be ashamed of, like being yeah. a, a survivor of sexual assault or abuse. And she recoined it, Thriver. And I love that she did that. I love that yeah. she did that. And if, um, do you help, but, when you talk, I hear, no, not to interrupt you, I hear so much of service in what you do. You know, you, mm. you are an authentic giver, it seems to me. How much of your ability to forgive and to heal do you think comes from the fact that you are this giver? You're, you're an act of service from the casting, from the pave. We didn't even talk about you working with um, kids on the uh, on the uh, movie sets and different sets to make sure that they have safe working conditions there. So much of your life has been dedicated to giving. Do you think that's played a huge role in your being able to forgive and your being able to heal from the assaults that, against you? I, I believe so, yes. And it, it, it's mostly because I couldn't, I didn't want to hold on to it. I'm like, this. I knew it didn't belong to me. It's so heavy. It's so heavy. And it's like, um, <laughs> it's just not worth it. And it is just way too heavy, and it and it it just set me free. And I mean, I hope that answers that. I just I just couldn't. I'm like, there's so much more that I know. It it doesn't it doesn't it's not in alignment with my purpose. So I'm like, one day whoever is doing anything against anyone, they have to face it too. They have to come to terms with it. They don't get a free pass. Like you don't go around doing that to other people and not expecting to have any repercussions, even if they never spend a day in prison, trust me, because I, I know this sounds strong, and I know people disagree with me, but I want to say it. Whatever you do to other people, you have to first do to yourself. So that includes um, if, if anyone's ever abusing someone else. I'm like, you did that to yourself first. Yes, you have to accept that being the, the weight of being that type of person. And I love how you said very, very simply, but it's almost poetic. I can see it and I can feel it. You know, I just decided that I didn't want to do that, carry that. It was too heavy. That is a wonderful expression of self-love. And I think it would help people to get to a place of forgiveness too, to realize that unforgiveness is very heavy. It's just very, so heavy. very, very <laughs> heavy. And why should you have to carry and drag along with you this ball and chain of unforgiveness everywhere you go. It's not your ball and chain. Go ahead, forgive, leave it there, and mm-hmm. someone else will, you know, will, will get it. Believe me, it won't be left lonely for long. Um, but release that and, and make the decision that you love yourself so very much that you'll do what's necessary. And I know firsthand that getting to a place of forgiveness sometimes will take help. You'll need to have people. Yeah, absolutely. Support love. network. There's organizations. Yes. There's paid. There's, mm-hmm. there's, um, there's a new organization I learned about is, is for women of color who were abused. Um, so it's just, and then this is, that's why they call this spiritual practice. Because it's not, it's not something like, oh, I forgive them. It's done. My life is great now. No, day to day, this is like, it's, it's like a badge of honor now. Not, I didn't do anything wrong. It's my honor. Like, I 
that happened and it did not, I survived it. I'm like that donkey that they thought was gone and buried and they just kept pouring dirt on him and he just shook himself off and then got up, rolled to the top of the dirt that they used to bury him. It's that same theory. So it's like every day, um, and I feel it when I don't do it, but I journal about being gra- grateful. I, I set the tone. I don't do all the things every day, but I do most of them every day. I find something to be grateful for. I do the optimist prayer. I look at my vision board. I do. Now I started that clearing statement that I told you about and the abundance prayer from Agape International Spiritual Center. So it's like a, a day-to-day choice to, okay, how am I going to show up today? And I'm a mere human, so things show up for me that I'm like, ooh, let me just see, okay, what what's going on here? Like, so and then you have to just, like, okay, here we go again. So just, uh, and when you start arming yourself with tools, that's when you can, like, just get through just about anything. Because that's what um, our human incarnation has is many different things that I don't care who you are and how rich you are or what color race you are. We Part of our humanness is going through some stuff. So it's like That's the minute we that we just accept that, yeah, it's That's part of our life. And it's like, and, and you know, we're learning through this time that health is wealth. Everybody thought it meant owning things. Turns out right. it's, well, it's health. Turns it's health, out like you, yeah, right. health is wealth. Right. It's, well, we, and we're, we're winding down. We have about 10 minutes left. We got plenty of time, but I don't want to leave this program and this wonderful time and opportunity talking with you without talking about at home with Shannon Bobo and the show and really encouraging our listeners to connect with that. But tell us a little bit about that, you know, how that came about, what the purpose of at home with Shannon Bobo is. And of course, where our listening audience can tune in and to be to really partake in the wisdom that you give there. Yes. Thank you. Thanks for bringing us to this. Um, so at home Shannon with Shannon Bobo came as a result of a 30 day challenge I did I had with my soul family on the heart math meditation on Zoom that we do every single day. They said, and it was the beginning of um, April, they said, hey, let's come up with a 30-day challenge. And, um, and I think it was two weeks into our heart math calls, and I said, come up with a 30-day challenge since we're all in quarantine. Let's do something. Because everybody was on Facebook and, and Instagram. They were like, I'm going to do, they were doing some outlandish things. Like, I'm going to do 55 million sit-ups a day. And I was like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> like, I want to be a saint, but I'm not doing that. And then they said, well, come up with your own. And, and I was like, okay, my challenge is to do something that I've always wanted to do. And they challenged us to do something that we've always wanted to do. I said, well, I spent a majority of my um, entertainment career helping to cast other people on projects. My biggest dream was to always have my own daily show. I've always wanted that. And to be able to live that fully self-expressed. So they said, do it. So I didn't have anything. And for the first 30 days, for one hour, every single day for 30 days, April 1st through April 30th, I did a one hour show by myself. Nobody. And I was just talking about consciousness and spirituality and, what I'm up to, and I started reading cards. I do. Uh, um, I, I work. I'm a Reiki master, so I do. I use crystal medicine oracle cards. So I did that, and it was a great experience. And then um, I, I scaled back to about anywhere between three to five days a week now, and I have guests on to help me. It's more centered. My manager came back. Uh, a manager I worked with years ago, she started watching it, and she was just like, "Oh my goodness, I forgot! Like, you're ready now." And then. 
just so many exciting things have happened as a result. I um, have a couple of opportunities that we're just waiting on a green light on. And it's just been a wild ride of just being completely 100% authentically myself. And then I was like, well, I'm a host now. I'm going to do and then And then a brand manager that I met with, her name is Anne Marie. She just said, you know, Shannon, like, don't ever deny the fact that you help so many people by working in those, you you kept actors at ease. You know how stressful that is? She said, there's a reason why they contact you and, and say, you're, hey, you're my good luck charm. She's like, you got to, don't deny that. So I just embraced that. And so I've just been expanding the show to not only be about being your best self and casting yourself in your most important role and being in the space and being in your heart and being in consciousness, but then also giving people information about what's next and what's going on in the entertainment industry. So I've been having um, guests who are a part of it um, involved. And so it's just been, I'm like, okay, that's my game changer now, you know, so Right. And, and I think, you know, one thing that you, that's really astounding is that you set forth a goal and uh, you talked about earlier going to California, being there for almost 20 years and, you know, first, you know, saying, OK, I have to do these things because I'm fearful. But it's really shown your evolution to say, I'm going to do a one hour show every day and I yep. am going to be <laughs> I am going to be, you know, the sole uh, part of the show without without a guest. So kudos to you. It is an amazing show. And I know that you are doing amazing work through that. And it's true encouragement of all that you have done, even with fear. And I just want to take a moment to talk about this for our listening audience. You know, one of the things we talk about a lot as everyday peacemakers is that I know for a fact that everything that shows up in our life, the good, the bad, and the in-between shows up for one reason and one reason only, and that is to bow down and serve you as you consciously create the life of your dreams. Mm-hmm. Key words in there, consciously create, right? Because we can say, oh, I'm fearful, I'm fearful. But what you did with that fear, you said, okay, I'm fearful, but I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And you started building something with that. I told people that's how I got a doctorate degree in pharmacy is because I was fearful. I was really, really afraid that one one day I could possibly be homeless again. Mm. And I thought, well, a great way to assure that that would never happen. Of course, there are no certainties in life. but And I used that fear. Now, I luckily evolved from that. And I realized that you can create a lot more, a lot faster if you move out of a space of peace, wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken. If that is your energy, you can move a lot faster. But Fear is also energy. Don't let it captivate you. Don't let it hold you place hold you in place. Utilize it and say, okay, so this is fear, this is energy. And when you get moving and you your life and your story that you've been sharing with us is an example of just this. You got moving. You didn't let fear paralyze you. These horrible things have happened. And so I'm afraid you didn't let fear define you. You said, Okay, maybe I'm not ready ready to do all of this and be the casting agent, but I'm ready to at least do this. And you kept moving and kept building. And through that, through that momentum, you then found your authentic authentic voice and your passion of helping yes. people to live their authentic life. So I applaud you. I really do. I salute all that you have done. You are Thank you. a true example. You're welcome. You're a true example of when I think of an everyday peacemaker. It's really that old adage, you took lemons and you made the best tasting lemonade that you possibly could. And then you went out and shared it with everybody. You know, mm-hmm. this is what happens. This is what happens when you when you stand in the in the, in the space and hold the space uh, for authenticity, the space for, you know, 
where I use the word peace so I could use love or God or whatever source that you want to. But I truly do believe that when we embrace this peace, wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality, yeah. we know that even when it rains, even when those things happen that we don't want to happen, we're going to use that too. It's there. It showed up in our life. Mm-hmm. And either going to use us or we're going to use it for the greater good in our lives and others lives and you have done that you you know you said okay i want i'm this creative voice but i have this energy this it that i put out to the world that gives people comfort and so you're your own artist but then you're speaking and being a representation for other artists so all of this is coming together i hope our, our audience listening audience today is encouraged as everyday peacemakers to embrace forgiveness embrace yes. forgiveness as a super power it's yours no shame no condemnation no blame if it's been in your toolbox for the last 60 70 years 50 40 days it doesn't matter and you said you know what i had that in my toolbox let me open this toolbox and blow off the dust and you and and utilize my superpower of forgiveness you will be amazed as shannon says <laughs> how heavy how heavy unforgiveness is and when you shed that you're light you're floating up you're able to see your your life is a ball of possibility of greatness you know there's um, this game i play i'm going to share this really quickly i call it the game of opposites and i always think about if anyone out there has a mind like mine if there's something that goes wrong i could make a horror movie out of anything i'm like oh my gosh now that happened and this is going to happen and you know, i can go to the nth degree of terrible so i have this game that i started playing with myself a few years ago called the game of opposites and i try to go as outlandish as possible with every bad thing that happens or not so good thing thing that i didn't want to happen in my life and i say as a result of this thing happening all these great things are going to happen to me it's going to open up the door to this open up the door for that open up the door for that and you know what happens you use your mind to create and your voice to create your world this is dr drayvon james with everyday peace i absolutely love you all thank you for showing up today as everyday peacemakers we'll talk next week Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. We talk to the animals and we know you can too. On the Animal Communication Podcast hosted by the three of us, myself, Julie Heert, Karen Dendy-Smith, and Meredith Tollison. We will show you how to deepen your relationship with your beloved animal companions, whether they're alive or in spirit. As soul-level animal communicators, we explain the process and explore topics such as health, behavior, and play, all from the animal's perspective. So subscribe and follow us on Apple, Spotify, and listen as part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network.